When did you run a mile? I've run. I've run. I've run, run miles. I've run miles. Yeah. When did you run a mile last? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know. I didn't say he couldn't Shut run a mile. I didn't up. say he could run a fast besmirch mile. He-Man's fucking Because he's a huge big dude. Don't you besmirch. <laughs> he. <laughs> I'm like I'm legitimately offended. <laughs> you are. You're really. You're in. You're in drunk outrage. You shut the fuck up, he's He Man. When's the last time you ran a mile, He Man? He Man could throw a mountain at your fucking sack. You shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, but he couldn't. He couldn't catch me if he was chasing. Yes, he could. Me. You fat motherfucker. Yes, he could. <laughs> I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. Don and David get a little saucy, so be forewarned, your sensitivity is not their problem. The Literate Apecast is for people who can handle both their liquor and their gag reflex. So you're drunk. Oh man, God, it feels good. So, I tell you, all right, Don, so, I'm, I'm Scott, I just, I mean, alcoholism aside, this feels good, and here's why it feels good. Tell me why it feels. Well, I mean, I know why getting drunk I, feels good, but you actually uh, went yeah. to an office. No, I like did the happy thing. hour. Yeah, I did the thing that people do when they get drunk. Oh no! Did you split your pants? <laughs> <laughs> No, not this time. No, because no, you've no, done no. that before. I have done that before. That was like an like it's like a five hundred dollar. Yeah, I know. I remember uh, that wardrobe night. malfunction. Yeah, no, yeah. I went. Uh, I watched our, it happen. Our, our work friends, um, you know, there's been one, two, three, four, five, six, like seven people that have been hired since the pandemic at our, at, at okay. my at my agency. So. A lot of us haven't met each other, and we don't know how tall each other are, or how short each other are, you know, or how wide each other. It's just, it's weird. It's weird because we've we've chatted on Zoom and we know each other. We get each other's, you know, uh, comedic beats and all this other stuff. But there's something to be said about the in-person thing. It's very different. Yeah, we talked about that last yeah. week. Yeah, so, and so I tell me and what... I met everybody and. I love him. I, I I like him more than I did before. There was one guy who I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna like this guy. I totally like this guy, and we're a team, and it's great. And corporate America, team building, ha huh, ha. Huh. So so why did yeah. you not? Why did you think you weren't gonna like the guy, and then why did you end up liking the guy? Um, I I, I thought that I wouldn't like the guy because he liked the band Fish. That's the only reason. That's it. <laughs> I was like, "Well, Jesus fucking Christ. fuck that guy," but I ended up, but I ended up liking him because he's a bourbon drinker, and he was like, "Himmel, what do you think?" I was like, "Well, we could do this single malt or this, you know, this blah blah blah, whatever." Like, you know, we had yeah. a conversation about bourbon, and he, we ordered it, and that was that. And his his wife is a creative director who moved to real estate, very similar to what my wife did. So we're very similar. He's a Jew who doesn't give a shit about the Jews. So we're very similar in that way. Okay. Uh, yeah, we, we hit it off. And I, I didn't go in and be like, oh, fuck this guy. But it was just like, oh, am I going to like this guy? No, I totally like this guy. It's good. We're good. All right, that's good. We so did. you guys got kicked out of the bar. Yeah. So we were at this why, fucking place. All right, so... Why did you... Because this is just recently. I mean, this is what, like an hour ago? 30 minutes ago. 30 minutes ago. You got kicked out of the bar. Why did you guys get kicked out of the bar? So we went to this place called Gemini, which is in Lincoln Park in uh, in Chicago, Illinois. And they're like a normal... It's like a normal bar, it's just a bar. Yeah, I restaurant know. Gemini. place like it's got a bar yeah. in the middle and there's restaurants or you know booths and tables and ships surrounding it it's whatever it's a bar nothing it's special bar. about it so there's seven eight of us and we're we've most of us other than like you know maybe three of us i've never met like but we're all getting reacquainted it's covid we're doing the whole snl 
you know, uh, sketch comedy, be like, hey, what have you been up to? You know, like, we're doing all that shit. It's, it's weird. It's wonderful. And at one point, and we're, we're drinking. I mean, you know, we're having martinis. We're having bourbons straight on the rocks. We're, it's also the weekend. So, like, we're ready. To, it's Memorial Day weekend. We're ready to fucking party, right? At one point, late in the evening, we, our, our, our server comes up to us. Who's, she's been wonderful. Side note, the server thing with the masks... They wear masks to keep us safe, right? With from their spittle, their spittle and the the germs and everything else. Except they keep touching their face to adjust their mask, which is like, oh, that feels worse. Just take it off and spit on us, rather than like put it on your fingers and let it mix around and then touch our food. But anyway, our server's great. We order another round, and it's maybe like the third, fourth round. We're being cool. We're loud. We're having fun. We're laughing, but we're not making a scene. And the server comes up to us and she says, yeah, so my boss told me I can't serve you guys anymore because you're being too loud. And we're all like, well, fuck that. Give us the fucking bill then. All right, we'll get the fuck out of here. Eat shit and die. Who gives a fuck? And she's like, all right. So she goes away and she comes back with the bill. And one of my coworkers is in between, like, you guys can't drink anymore, you guys. You guys are too rough. You guys are too loud. We can't have you drinking anymore. One of my coworkers gets really fucking bent out of shape. Because, like, honest to Christ, Don, like, I have been kicked out of bars before. I have fucked people in public when it shouldn't have happened. I've gotten blown with my penis in a girl's mouth in public. I've done horrible, horrible things that should not have been done in public, in public places where I've been kicked out. Well, that's what in public means, yeah. Yeah, and rightfully so. This was not one of those things. We were just being loud and laughing and having a good time. No dicks, no mouths, no fucking children being sacrificed or fucked in the butt. Just got loud and obnoxious and go fuck yourself because I can't Arguably, like, not even loud and obnoxious. Not even dicks. But when they said you're cut off, you became dicks. No, we went... Okay. All That's right. not what, what you just said your coworker. Oh, uh, sorry. So we went was a dick. Okay, fine. So then we get the bill. We're like, this is kind of like as we started thinking about it, this is kind of fucked uh, up. Like it's we the worst. You're drunk and you're thinking. That's the worst. Now, yeah. Drunk people yeah. trying to legitimize their bullshit it's, is always it's bullshit. Just, we get yeah. that. Oh yeah. But yeah. Honest to Christ on fuck these people because this guy came up to us this fucking <laughs> fancy boy came up to us and he was like yeah we're a family restaurant and we don't like cursing and we're like what are you what are you talking curse what are you talking about and he goes what one of your friends put their feet up on the table and i said when liz <laughs> we were talking about tattoos and like look yeah one of our friends liz put her foot up on the table because we were talking about tattoos and she's like i've got one on my foot it's of keith richards it's on her foot ha 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 okay yeah we put so i was like so what's your deal he's like, we don't accept that we're a family place and we have video footage of you putting your foot on the table and i said so you're kicking us out because we put our foot on the table and that's against your family rules? And he was like, yes, that's unacceptable. And my friend Annie is like, uh, I don't see any kids here right now. I don't see any see, kids here. See, I, I, as, as someone who not so long ago I was know. actually a bar manager, I would have kicked your ass out. And there would not, I wouldn't even have given you the niceness of saying we're a family restaurant. I would have said, walk the fucking walk, yeah, drunkos. You're right. Get out. And you would have been right to do so. If we had been yeah. drunkos, we were not being drunkos. That, Honest to know, Christ, we were like. If you're putting your feet up on the table, it wasn't a foot up on the table. But that's the thing; it wasn't a foot up on the no, table. No, you just she, said it was a foot up. But on it the wasn't. Table. You it just wasn't said like it was. oh, I put my foot up on the table and just sitting there. It wasn't like that scene in no, Casino. No, but it was a foot. It was a foot on where, the table. Where uh, it was a foot on. Was it a? Was the foot actually on the table? I think technically it didn't touch the table. She held it in her oh, hand. Oh, for fuck's like sake! This. See, yeah. you know what it reminds me. You know what it reminds me of is okay when uh, when I was the bar manager, and no. this is actually before. 
before uh, COVID with this guy and he would, you know, this older guy and he'd come in with a couple of other friends and just drink himself into a fucking stupor. Yeah. And he wasn't loud. He wasn't loud and obnoxious. But one day, one day I walk over and I notice that first of all, he slumped over the bar. He has pissed himself. I mean, he is covered in piss. So I, I put my hand on his shoulder and I kind of shake him awake and he goes, ah, and he starts, he like almost falls off the stool yeah. and is, is heading to the men's room, trips and shits himself on the floor. Sure. So, um, you know, we, 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 you know, we get him cleaned up. We escort him out to his, we don't take him to a car. We take him, we call him a cab, the whole thing. He's arguing, you know, incoherently the whole time. Yeah. Fine. It's all fine. We get, we get, you know, it, it. so I went to the bartenders and I said, yeah, he doesn't get served anymore. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and there was that, like, man. this is not that, but, 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 but they were like, why, why? I mean, is I said, because that guy's got a fucking problem. No. I said, and, and I said, the thing is, I, I watched how many drinks you gave him. You didn't give him that many drinks, which means he came in three sheets to the wind before. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, I said, you know, and so the bottom line is if you're going to act like the asshole at a bar, sure. don't get upset when you get kicked out. No, fair enough. Uh, one, I'm not upset. Two, wasn't acting like an asshole. They, it was weird. Like they, they delivered our check and they're like, you guys are cut off. It was a weird. It's fine. They get, they have the right to cut you off. They absolutely have the right to cut us off. They absolutely yeah. do. It's their fucking establishment. Of course if I come they into do. your house, if but I come also, into your house and I start putting my feet up on your fucking tables and you say, you know, Don, I think oh, it's time for you to go. Stop. I'm not going to get There's all shitty. I'm just going to go. Putting right. your foot up on the table and lifting your foot up. We, it was not on the table. It was not on food. We were not near right, anybody. David, it was I'm glad bullshit. you had. I'm glad you had a good time. But it was just your birthday, your 42nd birthday. It was yes. And, yeah. uh, and from I this conversation, got out of a bar for doing something other yeah. than fucking the urinal. From from this conversation, I'm I'm assuming that you haven't learned a goddamn thing in 42 years. However, what? I'm very smart, um, Don. Come on. I, well, you wrote a piece. You wrote a piece for the Literate Ape. Using my intelligence was, to type with my fingers. Yeah. Sentences. So why, don't you, why, intelligence. Don't, why don't you tell us, why don't you tell our listeners what you learned in your no. 42nd year? No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to tell them to go to the fucking website and read it. No, that's what that's what we agreed we were going to talk about. Yeah, but I'm not. that's not happening. Read the fucking website, you guys. No, tell us what you learned. I will not. What did you read learn? Read the fucking web. Okay, fine. Uh, but seriously, read the web. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Read the fucking website. So, here, yeah, here's the thing. I mean, I, I actually, I love this idea. I really, really do that. And this is, I, I mention this every time that I, I, I do it, that you started this idea of writing what you've learned over the year. And I love that because I think people very often don't reflect on themselves. Uh, you know, their birthdays and they their birthdays come and they do this thing like, oh, I'm 29 again. <laughs> or, uh, you know, God, it's been so long since I've been 29 or what, like, what, like they reflect back, but they don't think about. Just so you know. How to reflect we knew he was going to yeah. be drunk. He oh, said he was going to be drunk for this yeah. recording, and hey I knew what I was getting into. So, hey yeah, guys, just rock and roll. Hey guys, hey. So tell us what you learned. Hey guys, what did you learn in your self-reflective forty-second uh, year locked in I pandemic? Love I love you. I love you. You so know, much. I love you back. I love you back. I'm not talking to so, you. I'm not I'm talking to them. Oh, okay, great. Let me talk to you. I'll talk to you. Hey, man. No, no you talk to them. You. That's fine. I love you. That's the thing. Ah, so, what did yeah. <laughs> you learn? What'd you learn, man? <laughs> I learned that I deserve this fucking half drunk, went and party with my fucking coworkers. Half? Uh, Three fourths. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Here's what I. Yeah. I am. Let me let me go through the 
<laughs> I want you to go through what you learned in your 42nd year. I'm looking at the post. So I, It was a lovely piece. Oh, Elizabeth Harper liked it. Yeah, your, gra- your, your grandma yeah. liked it. I liked it. Yeah. You know, my mom... My mom actually sent you can a we, Facebook Can thing. we talk about your mom for Happy a second? birthday from Ma- Don's uh, mom. Bro. Well, the thing can is, she's never actually... Have you met my... I don't think you've ever no. actually met my mom. No. So she knows who you are because yeah. she listens to the Apecast, but she's never met you. So she was letting you know that, first of all, happy birthday and who she was. Because if she just said happy birthday, you go, who the know. fuck is Jackie Volbrecht? It's Don's mom. Oh, man. I know who fucking Jackie Volbrecht is. I... She didn't know that. No, of course she doesn't. And I, I love your mom. I've never met her. I've never had an email with her or a Facebook message. Or, like, I've had no like one-on-one with your mother at all. You'd love her. But she's your mom, and you've yeah. talked about her, and we have, like, she is this character in our Literate Ape cast and our, our website and our friendship. She is this, yeah. more, I mean, like, above all else, she's a character within our friendship. Yes. In a similar way that my grandmother, my mom is, who have popped in and, you know, right. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, oh God, I just, that, that was the best birthday present was your mom being like, it, happy birthday from Don's, like, bitch, I know who you are and fucking wait, thank you for wait, saying wait, so. Wait till like, she starts, wait, wait till she starts doing you like she does Joe. I don't want to be like Joe. She I just don't sends, like this. She just sends she just sends Joe a hundred bucks and and wants okay. to you know, I be celebrate Joe. his birthday. I want to be exactly. Joe. Exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> I just don't want you to to age me seven years and call me bald or whatever the I'm fuck. Gonna, it is no, you do I'm gonna no, I'm always yeah. dude, you're forty seven years old. You're man. 47 I can't believe it. Nah, you I can't believe you. No, I'm fifty five. Yeah, I'm you're, right on the money. You're old, whatever. Uh the fuck are we talking about? Oh yeah. So I had a good birthday. What did you learn? I, I, what did I learn? I learned that Writing takes a different kind of energy now. It's very different. I am 42. It's very different than being a writer at 22. You know, at 22, I was just about to graduate college at this point. And I was working on radio. And it's... It's different. And it's... it's you can find a thousand excuses not to write. And I did. And I have. And I do. But if you really want to be a writer, and I do, you just got to figure it out. Yeah, you just got to write. Yeah, you just got to write. And that's like, duh, like I knew that. That's nothing new. But it recognizing that it does not come as easy as it used to, I think is important. And the reason it doesn't come as easy is not just because, well, I'm 42 and I'm, it's different now. It's... Look, man, I got a fucking job that pays me a lot of money to work a lot, and I've got a kid and a wife, and uh, excuses, 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 but, like, domestication, man, that's the problem. Domestication is the problem. So you have to learn to manage domestication. Is that what, because that's not what you wrote. That's kind of what I wrote. No, you're not domestication. Yeah. You have this bizarre fantasy that Hunter spent... S. Thompson is who you should be. and, and that's, that's Oh, no. Like, Hunter that... S. Thompson is who I want to be without all well, the drugs. There's no reason the... to want to be. Yeah, there's no one. The guy was miserable and shot I've his fuck, fucking I've spent the last year or so out. retraining myself to be a writer. Yes, I can still do it, and I do. But it has since come to feel like another responsibility, another piece of accountability. I look around like Marley's chains. Inspiration fits differently on this overtly domesticated body. That's the problem. It's just getting used to the the new weight of domestication. Because, look, man, I got a fucking kid. I got a wife. We bought a house. Like, it's... I got a dog. Like, I'm I'm that asshole gentrifying Wicker Park. It's Mm -hmm. it's happening. I'm I'm that guy. You are that guy. And I hate it. Yeah. But it's like, what can I do with my power? I can use my power for ill or good. And that's, that's the trick. All right. there. You go. What else did you learn? I apparently really fucking like he <laughs> like, Talk like, a little bit about that. Yeah, because that, that, that was the funniest. And like, what the fuck? That's funny as shit. 
You know, I was born in 1979. He-Man was a cartoon character 1982 and 1982 you were because you, like He-Man resonates with you right I know He-Man I was in 1982 I was a sophomore in high school okay so let me rephrase that statement I wasn't Does, that into He-Man but like you get it it's like that's the cartoon I know it's like he, oh that's some fucking I, shit like Skeletor, that's the thing yeah, that's happening I mean, no, yeah. I, well it was never as cool to me as it obviously was to you right I've not been a big fan of He-Man and Skeletor. That was never my jam. Yeah. But I am aware of these things as they occurred while I was alive, yes. It's it's just it's funny to me like the things that that come along with you in your years. As a kid, I loved He-Man, watched the cartoons, had the toys, played with the toys. My so friend Alyssa Khan and I, we we played Power People based on He-Man and She-Ra. Like we had magic powers, you know, at four years old in preschool. Like that was a thing. When I was in sixth grade and I ran cross country in in um, you know junior high, Mr. Wayne, the science teacher slash cross country coach, nicknamed me He-Man Himmel, mostly for alliteration, I think, but also because well, I. Yeah. I was a fast runner. Like, I was I was good. So I was He-Man Himmel. He-Man wasn't known for his running skills. But he was known for his strength and his power. And I had power and strength and speed. And that, like, of course He-Man could run a fucking four-minute mile. Come on. I don't think so. He was really top-heavy. Oh, heavy. He-Man could run a fucking four-minute mile, you he fucking He was top-heavy. He was, shut the he was fuck like, up. He was like you the shut rock. shut the fuck up. You shut the fuck Dwayne up. Dwayne Johnson can't run He will kill you. Mile. I will kill you. Fucking All right, man. I'm just, I'm just shut saying. The fuck just, you the fuck fizz, the, shut up. The Come physics on. of it. You can't, the fucking physics. Have you seen He-Man's legs, motherfucker? Have you seen? Yeah, they're the they're, they're super giant. When was the last time you ran a mile? When did you run a mile? I've run. I've run. I've run miles. I've run miles. Yeah. When did you run a mile last? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You know, I didn't say he couldn't run a mile. I didn't up. say he could run fucking a fast mile. Fucking He-Man's fucking Because he's a huge, big dude. Don't you besmirch. <laughs> I'm like, I'm legitimately offended. You are. You're really, you're in, you're in drunk outrage. You shut the fuck up, he's He-Man. When's the last time you ran a mile, He-Man? He meant to throw a mountain at your fucking sack. You shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, but he couldn't He couldn't catch me if he was chasing me. Yes, he me. could, you fat motherfucker. Yes, he could. <laughs> he, could he would fucking take 1997 Don Hall, fat fucking 1997 Don Hall, oh, spin the fat him on a yeah. fucking finger like a Harlem Globetrotter, spin him around, throw him into the next fucking galaxy because he's yeah, fucking if- He-Man. If he could catch me, and he couldn't catch me because he's so fucking muscle bound that he couldn't run fast. And you're is so all I'm fucking taco bound, sitting in a fucking Taco Bell. Munch, munch, munch. Not anymore. Shut that up. was that was when I was 1997. Uh, yeah, right. maybe so. Look, man, He Man has always been this. All right, like yes. in this like back, and I didn't realize it in the back of my mind. He Man has always been like this figure of awesomeness because like he was like he had toys and cartoons and movies and you know not just action figure toys but like uh you know personal like i had life-size shields and swords and he was everything and last year i was going i was at target with harry and i saw on the shelf in the toy section the fucking action figures of he-man and skeletor that were more poseable than I remember, and I flipped my shit. And I think I, I sent you and yes. Jarrett a text saying, like, oh, my fucking yeah. God. And Jarrett immediately was like, bought, sent, there you go, brother. Yeah. I mean, I, I, th- I think what I loved about He-Man is what everybody loved about He-Man, is that it was possible for anyone to be powerful. All you had to do was have a sword, know the sorcerers of Castle Grayskull, <laughs> Like, I guess it's not that easy, but like, yeah, you that, could, yeah, it doesn't sound but like it was this idea of you yeah. could transform yourself into something if you just like, you, you could, you could transform. And that was a really, that resonated with me as a kid, I guess. I don't know. I fucking dug it. And, and at 42, you still dig it. 
I do. I really, really, really do. I love the film, the live action film, Frank Langella, Dolph Lundgren, Courtney Cox, the Master's Universe oh live action film. Oh my it's god! It's a shit fucking movie, but it's yeah. a great fucking movie. See, the thing is, I can't, I can't judge you for your He Man love because I, I, you know, I, I have my, my Fantastic Four. Yeah, uh, it's the same love. shit. So it's, I get it. So I, t- I totally it's get it. Cobra, it's that that machismo. The I can do anything if I just. Think about it and do what's good. Like, He-Man was all about what is right, what is good for Eternia. So what can you do with what's good? Well, I've got a sword and the power of Grayskull. I'm going to do good this way. There you go. I And that's it. And I've, I've never had muscles, you know, so, like, I wanted to be that thing. I don't know. It. God, it's just, I fucking love He-Man. I fucking love He-Man. So I've got these toys now. Yeah. And honest to God, dude, take a break from work, play with some fucking action figures. It breaks your brain away from the, the bullshit, and it gets you back to the basics of creativity and fun that you had when you were fucking four years old of creating this pretend world that you're totally in, con- in control of. And then you come out of it like, oh, I guess I need to answer some emails with creative ideas. And you're like, you're fresh. Like, it's a refreshing, it's a refreshing thing. So... Fucking He-Man, right, so, man. So, He-Man, all right. So what else did you learn? I learned, and I feel like this is just like a reinforcement, but Friends, the television program, fucking sucks. It fucking <laughs> sucks. It's fucking stupid. Does. Seasons one through four are fine. They're not great. They're fine. I laugh at them. But after seasons four, or after season four, eh, it gets like awkwardly homophobic, awkwardly misogynistic, awkwardly cartoonish, and not the way where it's like funny and interesting or of its time in the way that it's like it doesn't hold up because you've got 50-something-year-old baby boomers writing jokes about the 90s. And by 1995, the 90s, as baby, as baby boomers knew it, were gone. Like, Kurt Cobain was dead. Uh, you know, Singles was a film that nobody watched. Uh, Lisa Loeb, like, we get it. We, you have glasses. Great. Good. Fucking move on. Done. Nobody gives a fuck about gay jokes or fat people or monkeys or whatever the fuck. It, it didn't fucking matter. It just became this. Monkeys are timeless. Yes, but by 1995... Friends had written off the monkey on the show. They yeah, wrote off exactly. the fucking star. They forgot that the monkey is timeless comedy. Yeah. And it's just, it's not, a, it does not hold up. I Because of the monkey? Because of everything. Because of the 90s. Because of, it's just, it's not a good show. Now there's this, you know, the friends are coming back. It's a reunion. It's like, what? Okay. I mean, I'll watch it. It was it, a hugely popular show. Because it was, I was a huge never a part fan. of my teenage years. Of course yeah, it was. See, that, that's the thing is, I was never a fan. I stopped watching sitcoms uh, pretty early on. I did watch Seinfeld. I liked Seinfeld. Seinfeld's liked, great because it's anti-sitcom. And I liked The Simpsons. But yeah, even I got tired thing. of... I, I, even I got tired of The Simpsons and, and, and Seinfeld. And now I'm, you know, I may be the, the last holdout... In the in the in the group of people of friends that has not watched Curb Your Enthusiasm or uh, what's the other fucking what's the other fucking one what's the other one I, what's the fucking one that I find so egregious? Uh, Jason uh, Bateman's in it. David Cross oh, is in uh, it. Oh, Arrested Development. Yeah, yeah. I never watched that. I yeah, watched I, one I episode of like both. That I went. I'm just not. No, I know. I don't like it. It's not funny. I understand why some people find it funny. My my humor is a lot darker than that, and the silly, silly I don't know, shit. Man. This shit, Arrested Development, it's is silly. It's dark. just it's farce. It's farce. It's look at it's us farce. winking at you as we tell a joke. It is. I can't it take is it. dark comedy it. uh, packaged. No, it's in not a that dark. safe space. It, it's yeah. it's twisted as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it might be twisted, but it's mostly I don't know. goofy. Give it a go. I think I. I'm not gonna. Okay. I don't want to see it. All right. All right. So what else did we learn? What else? Did so we learn? so far, so far, two of your things, I would say, are not befitting an adult in his 42nd year. 
Why? Well, so, okay. Yeah. So I think the big one. I mean, there's there's the big one. I mean, is, it's not it's not that it's not legitimate that you discovered that yeah. you your your latent love for He Man and your I, disdain I for know. Friends. But I'm thinking, you know, in terms of the full self reflection. I think there's got to be more important lessons. I think I might love my wife, and she might love me. Well, I think that you should, I mean, that would be, I don't know if that's a lesson you learn in your 42nd year. I think you kind of just, you kind of have to know that. Well, you know, marriage is tricky and relationships are tricky. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of jokes out there, like, you know, uh, you know, uh, pandemic pets, you know, and pandemic divorces and pandemic marriages. Cause like, I don't know if we just fucking live together or we can't go anywhere. Those are jokes. I guess we're just gonna fuck. But here's the thing, Those are you know. Jokes. Yeah, I mean they're not funny, but they're jokes. That's they're what we're that saying. Did yeah. But here's the thing. I mean, Katie and I came into <laughs> the pandemic seven years living in this apartment. Harry was not even two years old when this thing began. He was barely walking. Uh-huh. In the time that we've lived. Through the pandemic, Harry became a walker. Katie changed her career. Uh-huh. Um, I got comfortable in my weird uh, full-time at the office career that wasn't at the you know it was just it was a weird yeah. fucking year. She you know Katie became a, a real estate broker and and uh, every. Everything changed. And, you know, kids from age one or two to three, because really Harry aged from two to three in the house and nowhere else, they're different fucking beasts. And I'm not talking like, he grew up so much and he's such a different person. He's a different fucking animal. It's very, very different. A lot of shit changed. And here's, and I think because of that, Katie and I are going to be okay. We have talked about the frustration I have with marriage and and not just because of Katie or because of me, but because of my approach to domestication in general. Like I just have a general problem with it's hard for me. But dude, we came into this thing annoyed with each other, unhappy, uncomfortable, uncertain. Uh, and we've come out of it hopeful and confident and um, I, I, different I, I guess and I think if we that's can get a good, that, it is it's a good it's, lesson to it's learn a good, that's and if a we real can get lesson through the bullshit, if we can get through a fucking global pandemic and the weirdness of figuring out a toddler and a new career for Katie and a new new job for me yeah Jesus I mean I think and You'd death, right. like my 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 grandmother died at the time. Like there were like we had all yeah. the things that went wrong, or 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 hardships, or or you know emotional setbacks, or whatever you know whatever it is. Like I think we're gonna be okay. Yes, I think you will. That makes me happy. That's a good lesson to learn. Yeah. So that's a nice revelation to have on your forty second birthday. I mean, it'd be nice if she could, you know. Fucking turn the light off when she leaves the room, but we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> that was, that's so funny. That, uh, <laughs> seven years in Dana. Dana's going to L.A. She's in L.A. right now. Mm. Um, I went. I went in the midweek midweek to to visit her and hung out with her for a couple of days. Yeah, but it was very funny. As she's leaving, her assumption is, and I know this is half joke. Maybe maybe. A third of a joke, right. but the joke the the joke is that when she comes back, the place will be you know there'll be, there'll be chips all over the floor and it'll stink like farts <laughs> and you know all this kind of stuff, and it's like <laughs> like I've never right. lived in a home and that I don't know how to clean things or that I you know it's like all right I get yeah. it you know yeah I get it you know because well, I I mean. Today, I clean. I mean, I realized that uh, no one, and I, I include myself in the potential people that could mm-hmm. have done this, 
is that the coffee maker, nobody's nobody's picked the fucking coffee maker up and cleaned the counter it's on in, you know, since Moses was alive. And so oh, I was like, well, bro. maybe I'll have to maybe I'll have to clean this up, you know? And it's like yeah. so I cleaned the entire kitchen. I mean the kitchen is fuck you know, like our 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 toaster oven. I mean it's like when's the last some last time somebody actually cleaned the grill in the toaster oven. Well, apparently long enough that I had to actually <laughs> use com that I had to use Comet on the goddamn grill oh, to Jesus. get shit off. Yeah, you gotta get rid of that but shit. I, yeah. But it's clean. It's clean as a whistle now. So, you know, I yeah, get it. You'll get there. I get it. That I is think, awesome. I, what, I, think, what, so, I think the other thing the big thing yeah. well, I mean the the two big things other than All right, yeah. What's the, the other one big, big thing? thing that we just discussed. Yeah. Was I'm I'm done. I'm fucking done. Yeah. In with American Judaism. Oh, okay. All right, that's uh, that's right. That's right. So I tell mean, me about there's, that. I mean, there's there's well, there's a lot. There's a lot to break out and break down in this moment, and there's a lot for me to break down and break out in my writing. You know, to to expand on that. And I'm mm-hmm. going to do it, and I want to do it because I need to for therapy reasons. Let's write your oh, feelings. Right. Well, uh, write your feelings that, out there, David. Yeah. But my, and I, th- I think you know this, that my my relationship with my religion has been complicated for a very, 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 very long time. Before yep. I told my religion to go fuck itself, it was very complicated. I've, I've. And not in the complicated way of like, oh, my rabbi molested me, or they told me that it was, a, just in the in the nationalism of Israel, in the uh, the absolution of authority that authority can is always right and never wrong, like just kind of basic think for yourself shit. Like I've always yeah. had problems with it, but the last few weeks with you know what's going on in Israel. And the fact that my dad, for his 70th birthday last year, was meant to take the whole family to Israel, but it got canceled because of COVID. And this year, again, it got canceled because of COVID. And then the war happened. It's just been this top of mind thing. And it's like, this place is fucked up, and here's why. And I think that I've reached a point where I'm no longer, or I'm getting to the point where I'm no longer as afraid of saying things like this. All right. <clears throat> Israel's an occupying force, and they're there for the same righteous reason that the Palestinians are there, because God said so. But God's not fucking real, and neither of you can fucking prove it. That's why you're fighting. And at a certain point, Israel, you're not the underdog, you're the aggressor. And as an American Jew at seven years old, I think it's pretty fucking weird that you want me to sing the national anthem of a country I've never been to and don't belong to. And I know you tell me that, well, everyone's a fucking citizen of Israel. That's not a fucking thing because I can't just fucking show up, walk off a plane into Israel and vote the fucking president. I'm not a citizen. It's all fucking bullshit. The nationalism doesn't work. And that's the kind of insanity I have to unpack because that's the kind of insanity that was put into my head since I was fucking four years old. Is this weird Israel nationalism? So, there's that. And I think that the American Jew Zionists are just as damaging to the United States of America and Israel... Jews and Palestinians as the hateful, idiot, ass-backward morons that stormed the U.S. Capitol on January 6th with their fucking Confederate flags and their tiny dicks and their Marjorie Green Taylor bra strap masks or whatever, you know. It's stupid. All right, Simeon cohort, here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. Am I still drunk? So my six things. 
right. My first thing this week, it's a watch. Oh my God, it's back. And I want to thank my, my, my fucking good buddy, uh, John Beardmore, for alerting me to this because I completely fucking missed this. Uh, he said that he started watching this because of recommendation from Liter- the Literate Apecast. Nice. Uh, season one, Love, Death, and Robots. Oh, season two is it's here. It's back. Yes. It's fucking back. And season two of Love, Death, and Robots is back. And it's on Netflix. And it's great. Is it as good as season one? It is not. Is it good? Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking good. All right. I will watch it. No, it's on my list. Oh, uh, God, watched, it's fucking I good. Watched, I haven't watched it. Dana, Dana is such a big fan of animation that I know she's going to want to watch it, so we'll probably watch it together. I feel like it... You know, they, they've already been signed up for a third season, and, you know, my non-animator uh, expertise weighing in here, I, I... You know, the reason that I thought season one was better than season two is that it was more cartoony. You know, like, nothing, nothing about the episodes is cartoony in that jokey, you know, Warner yeah, no, Brothers it, sort of it, way. It was, it was, it was single cell, it was cell animation rather than yeah, CGI. But it, there's yeah. a lot of the, let's take humans and make them anim- and let's animate the humans. Okay. Okay. Like, I, I kind of want to see more cartoony stuff. Yeah. They're doing some rotoscopy the things. Same, All right. The same darkness, the same twisted, uh, yeah. you know, heavy handed shit, but God, it's, but either way, it's fucking great. Love death and robots. All right. My first thing is a watch, although I'm going to say, speaking of Dana watching things uh, in L.A., she decided, because, I don't know if you know this, but Dana hates musicals. She hates them. So does Katie. Yeah. And so she decided yeah. that since yeah. we were in L.A. together. I did know that about Dana, but yes. Yeah. yeah we were, that she wanted to watch La La Land. Why? Because we were in La, we were in La La Land. But we if were you're like in of LA. all bad musicals, yeah, it's like, right, that's, that's fine. The so, bad musical. Yeah. So all you right. know, it's it's fine. At one point, we're watching it, and she looks over and she goes, "Oh, no, this is for old people. It's said, for yeah, fucking it's old sort of, racists who don't know what." Yeah, okay, fine. It's Continu- not I'm racist. Sorry, what the fuck are you it's talking this, about? It's this weird whitewashed. There's nothing racist about that it's fucking this movie. This weird whitewashed Hollywood 1950s. Hollywood uh, let make it racist it just means it's a you know that's the dumbest thing I ever heard it, anyway it feels she thought it was fine but then I said well Don, if we can not, watch if, if you're not putting black directors and black stars in every role you're a racist and La La Land casting two white people as their leads therefore ergo racist. Okay, hit her forth it. to well, then, racism then a, a, a more racist because the, the the thing about it is she doesn't like musicals. She knows that I love racism. the next musical. Oh, I do. Sorry. I love it. I live yeah. for racism. Yeah. Um, was uh, we watched La La Land? And I said, "Well, for watching, do you want to watch something else?" She said, "Yeah." I said, "Well, then I'm going to give you a choice." Cocktail. We're either going to watch John Wick because she hasn't seen any of the John Wick films, or. The Greatest Showman, which makes it a, a double feature. Weird that you like that I, movie so much. I love it. I, I love, love it. that I know, fucking I movie. I love how and, much and you love that movie. And, and, <laughs> uh, and you know what's so funny? Dana German, who hates musicals, loved The Greatest Showman. But she loves Wolverine. No, actually, what she loved was she liked the music. She liked the fact that it that it's super fast paced. Oh, she, really? Okay. She liked the point. Yeah, I mean, she liked the movie, and All so right. I thought that was cool. But so my watch, given that we might have watched John Wick, have you seen Bob Odenkirk and Nobody? I have not. You must see Bob Odenkirk in Nobody because it's basically Bob Odenkirk doing John Wick, and it is so fucking good it is so much fun it is so fun i love john he's wick. really i love yeah, Bob too and the yeah, idea of them together it's a really is like, great combo Ooh. oh it works it works really really well it's it's a blast because i and i and i will watch it and i had planned on watching it but it's also like god damn but better call saul's coming on and He's so not that. I guess oh, it's a totally different character. character. To- it's a totally different character. I, just, I don't want to tell you. It, but I, one yeah, of the best gags. Yeah. I just want to tell you one of the best gags, and I I don't mind telling you because this isn't really a spoiler. But one of the best gags is he ends up almost killing P- 
people. And, and, and then while they're dying, he's like trying to explain himself. And so why all the exposition yeah. about his world, about why he's doing what he's doing and what, you know, like all the exposition in the movie, they, they kind of just blow past. He gives to people while they're dying and inevitably he drones on and, they're, and they die. And they die and then he realizes, out while he's, yeah. Right. Yeah, while he's, and it's, it's, it's a really funny bit and he's super good. So watch nobody, you're going to love it. My next thing is a read. It's a piece that I wrote back in 2014. Uh, Millie Vanilli. Well, it's, it's called, the headline is The Truth of Millie Vanilli, A Generation Later. There you go. It's on popmatters, popmatters.com. Uh, it's a little infuriating because the website, which I think is run by janky degenerate robots uh, at this point now, the, the byline is by Pop Matters staff. And I have a problem with that because one, I wrote it for free. You didn't fucking pay me, you asshole, so I gave you my shit yep. for free. Second of all, it's not written by Pop Matters staff. This is a very clear personal essay about the writer's relationship with the band Millie Vanilli. Yes. Anyway, I will deal anyway. with that shit on the opposite side of this call. Well, I'll deal with Pop Matters. But why it's important to read this is because... The man who sang lead on the Milli Vanilli hits died on uh, earlier this week or last week at the time of this this episode dropping, and it fucking hit me hard. It hit me really hard, like because that man's voice, I, like it, it informed my musical taste. Like I Milli, I was. Wow. I, I wrote the piece. Wow. I wrote the piece. Uh, the Truth of Millie Vanilli and Generation Later. Millie Vanilli was my fucking jam. That was my band when they when it came out that they were uh, lip syncing and they weren't a real band or whatever. It fucking wrecked me. It wrecked me. I and felt the same way when I found out about the monkeys. Very similar. It's my very, second very similar. Thing, yeah. My second thing is a read. Um, as well, um, I feel it like is you in the just New York... blew past my heart. No, I didn't blow past your heart. <gasps> oh God! This is in this 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 is in New York it, Times. It beats for no one. New York Times. It is an article written by Myra Fraser. Oh Myra God! Myra Fraser. <laughs> it is called "When No Landlord Will Rent to You." Where do you go? How extended stay hotels and motels became the last housing option for thousands of low-income Americans. It is relevant to me because I worked across the street from Siegel Suites. Siegel Suites is huge in Vegas. And this yeah. is really about people that, that once you're fucked, once you've been evicted, once <laughs> That's where the fuck are you going to go? And I mean, this is some sad shit. It is a really good place. read. It is a real, yeah, no shit. Um, it's a really good read. It's very interesting, and it's about some people. So I like it. Great. Read it. My next thing, my final thing this week, is a listen. Uh, what's funny about this whole Millie Vanilli thing is last week or two weeks ago, there's, an ep there's a podcast called Hit Parade, and I love it. I, think, I know I've mentioned it before in this, on, on our podcast. Uh, it's from Slate. Hit Parade, and this is like like music nerd fucking heaven. They talk about the hits of how, how like how the charts work. It is fucking deep nerdy bullshit. There's a two part episode or two part series, whatever you want to call it, on Hit Parade called "Blame It on the Fame," and it is all about Millie Vanilli. The first <laughs> part one came out of, like last week. <laughs> Part two, it came out this week, and goddamn, like, just, just goddamn, Millie fucking Millie. I, and I'll say this, like, like all kidding aside, you know, oh, they're fucking hacks, they're just fucking, they lip synced, whatever. They did nothing different than what is than what became pop music today. And the sound of Millie Vanilli you can hear echo through hip hop and R&B today. It, yeah, they were a fucking front, but 
they looked good. They sounded good. They fucking they. Millie Vanilli is better than. They're better than the Beatles. Yeah, um, but they sure could. They sure they sure couldn't catch me if they were chasing me. They were top no, heavy because they're always running in place. That was their ah, watch their music go. videos. Yeah, Millie Vanilli. I'm third... say Millie Vanilli better than the Beatles. More influential there than the Beatles. Oh my god. <laughs> anyway, all right. Uh, my third thing is a read. <laughs> It is. It is in Quillette. Oh God! <laughs> it's called "Lived Experiences Aren't Special" by Tim Hasayo, and it is basically the statistical difference between anecdotal information and statistical information. I thought it was a very good uh, oh, God, read on, on. So droll compared to fucking. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's true. The range. Compared, Jesus. compared, yeah, compared to uh, Millie Vanilli, uh, my stuff is far too <laughs> droll. That's what it is. It's droll. All See, right, that's, I, what, I that's what John Lennon got wrong. He wasn't more popular than the than Jesus Christ. He was, you know, the inspiration for Millie Vanilli. Millie Vanilli's like, hey, John Lennon, you're fucking dead. You know why? <laughs> you had to make room for us because we're better than you. And Jesus was like, I like your hair like your braids, like your dance moves, I'm going to stay dead. Y'all fucking rock. And that's the show, man. That's the fucking show. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, it's been so long since I've gone out and got drunk with people. It's so nice. <laughs> I'm going to go... I'm going to go put my kid's hand in warm water and see if he pisses himself. <laughs> oh, God. I'm just going to do, like, camp, like, summer camp pranks that's what that's how drunk i am oh my god hey you guys uh thanks nah this is great awesome you can listen to the literate ape cast on apple podcasts stitcher or any place you find your podcast jones if you enjoy listening to two white guys holding court review or share the show on your own platforms or throw us a few bucks on patreon for more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com. <laughs>